0: Here's our Ask the Politics Guys question for this week, Jay. Okay. It's from Jeff from New York. Okay. With, okay. Here, here's Jeff's question. With Trump's record turnout state after state, could the case be made that if he's the nominee of the Republican Party, they may lose moderate or liberal Republicans, if they still exist, but gain a huge segment of the population that until this point have not been active voters?
1: Well, I I'd say yes. That's that's very much a possibility.
0: Okay.
1: Um, uh, first of all, I would say, uh, but I, I don't think it's even so much about losing moderate or liberal Republicans. And I think there probably aren't many liberal b- Republicans. I'm thinking maybe like Olympia Snow or um,
0: not too um, many
1: that that type person. But they they are sort of a few and far between. Um, and if you want to say moderate Republicans are sort of represented by like a John Kasich. Uh, which again, to many Ohioans, would come as, as yeah. sort of a surprise, and that he's sort moderate. of the most conservative governor we've had in, in yes. forever. But moderate when compared to um,
0: Ted Cruz, basically.
1: Yeah, compared to Ted Cruz. But I, I think the 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 problem is that it not only would you lose those moderate and and liberal Republicans, as you lose conservative Republicans, um, the constitutionalists uh, who who just uh, the after after last week, I think the uh, you, you would lose some of the uh, pro life crowd. Um, because, uh, you know, it, it, as, as you look at, again, some of the, the, the intellectual side, uh, conservative publications, national view, most, um, uh, most notably has been running a full court anti-Trump uh, press for, uh, for months now. I mean, it's, it's, uh, that's really sort of their thing. And, and so many of these other, um, the conservative leaders have have been saying this is this is the end if if Trump becomes the nominee. So I, I think it's it's very likely you will lose uh, conservative, moderate, and liberal Republicans, uh, and you are bringing in a group that, Mike, you may have the numbers on on this, but historically, kind of comes in and out of elections. Uh, for example, these folks were Reagan Democrats back in the the eighties. Then uh, they they deserted uh, uh, George W or George Bush uh, Senior. Um, Many went to the Ross Perot uh, uh, experiment. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just like the way it sounded. The Ross Perot experiment. Ross Perot sounded great. Uh,
1: Many of them then, uh, to the extent they became involved or not, were were a little of the Buchanan movement for a while, and again that sort of fizzled. So I think what what you're seeing is is there's this group that's out there that kind of comes and goes out of uh, out of politics. Sometimes they vote, sometimes they don't. Uh, and Trump is is mobilizing those people to vote, and he is uh, increasing the the turnout. Now, again, the other thing to consider is of those of that high turnout, he's also probably mobilizing uh, folks who are turning out to vote against him. Right. Uh, I know in Ohio. Uh, we had a, a fairly, I don't I don't want to say a big proportion, but a, uh, a decent proportion of Democrats who crossed over, uh, took a Republican ballot just so they could vote against Trump.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, there, there may be some of those who were not necessarily voting against Trump and voting, voting for Kasich. Uh, but I, I think the, the majority of it was an anti-Trump thing and, um, so, so he's increasing it both ways, and, and my my concern as a Republican is uh, the the gains he might bring in uh, are not going to outpace the losses uh, right. he's he's causing, um, and yeah. more importantly, the the losses he's causing are are not just to voters but to uh, ideology and the identity of, of what the Republican Party stands for.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he kind of reminds me in a way. You'll you'll hate this analogy, but I'll use it anyway. Uh, you'll I'll have to allow me to explain. He kind of reminds me of Barry Goldwater in the sense that uh, he he's certainly not a conservative like Barry Goldwater was, but Goldwater supporters he had some very kind of strong dedicated supporters, that core group. And I think Trump has those, but the problem is, is it's just enough to get him totally wiped out and and, then in the general election and and turn off the rest of the electorate. Because what we know based on polling data is that Trump is the most unliked potential nominee in a long time, maybe even since the dawn of modern polling. I'm not sure. Um, The one thing he has going for him, is that Hillary Clinton's pretty well unlike, too. If you take a look at, at recent polling, Trump's unfavorable rating, 63%. Now, that compares to 53% for Cruz and 34% for Kasich. Now, that, mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton's at 55% unfavorable, but still, that's, that's a big, big gap. And, and the thing is, is politicians don't get more liked the better you know them. It just doesn't happen that way, you know? Right, so right. the more people get to know what Donald Trump's all about... The more they dislike him, and that's the real important thing. If you take a look at the trend, and that's what a lot of you know, Republican elites are doing. They're saying, "Okay, at first it was." But, but I, I might, I might say, I might say Trump though that
1: might be a little bit of an exception in that um, this is not some sort of uh, unknown governor from somewhere sure. or, yeah. or some place that that uh, isn't really known. Uh, he's he's pretty well known. Uh, nor is it someone who is, uh, you know, hasn't really gotten any media attention, and you're saying, "What is this guy all about?" Yeah. And then you sort of learn. Good point. Um, <laughs> Good point.
0: I think though the difference here is that he was known and is known largely just for being Donald Trump, a celebrity entrepreneur, or whatever. You know, not entrepreneur, my God, what I'm talking about, um, but a celebrity real estate, you know, glitzy kind of guy, the apprentice, all that. But what he's not – and what he hasn't been known for is are his policy positions and I think the more people are aware of what those are and the more people hear about what he has to say and the way he seems to be just kind of making it up as he goes along – the more people are turned off by that sort of thing. You know, to know Trump is to dislike him more. So I'd say than most politicians, because he is making this stuff up as he goes along. And the closer he gets to be potentially, as, as a lot of folks have said, the guy with the nuclear codes, the more people are saying, whoa, uh, let's, you know, not, then you take a look at those trends. Like I was saying right now, for instance, uh, Trump's unfavorables. Now, they're higher among women than among men. Not surprising. We talked in the show about the stuff he's, you know, his the troubles with his campaign manager and how he's you know, been supporting his campaign manager and that alleged battery against, uh, uh, against the female reporter, that whole thing about abortion. Strangely, the formerly pro-choice Trump is now saying, or had said, maybe misspoke, that women need to be punished if they get an abortion. Uh, but, this is killing him among women, and obviously there are a lot of women who vote. Um, you know. Well,
1: and you know, I would also say it, it's killing him among uh, pro-life uh, conservatives. Yeah. And then, and then, and I'll tell you, and this is for sort of for a weird, weird reason. Um, it, it highlights his lack of understanding of the issue. God. Because yeah. the in, in the pro-life community, the the philosophy, the the worldview uh, on abortion has for years been that. Uh, the woman in an, uh, who has an abortion is is to some extent a victim as much as the unborn child. Sure. So all uh, you know the the efforts that the pro life community has made uh, never ha- has there been any you know idea of let's punish the woman. Um, and, and you know that's again maybe part of it's philosophical. The other part is is quite you know frankly also political because yeah. it's it is political suicide and. And you'd think really anybody would know that,
0: but you know, and the thing is, is and I, and I guess
1: that that's sort of the trouble is, is that Trump sort of is, uh, his his screw up was not only uh, offending uh, women who who would probably be you know pro choice women who would be opposing him anyway, uh, but but pro-life uh, of forces who who realize this guy really just doesn't get it.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's his strength and his weakness, you know, and, and so certainly as, you know, to Jeff's question, a lot of folks have been coming out and voting for him, and I think – his great strength is that he's very different in that he just says whatever occurs to him. It's, it, you know, it seems right off the top of his head, it seems genuine and authentic cuz I think it is whatever his mind seems to be, you know, whatever message his brain seems to be sending out, boom, it comes right out there. But That's the thing that's his greatest weakness, because while it maybe means he's genuine and authentic, it also means he's a loose cannon in a way that is a lot of people are realizing is pretty dangerous if we give him this sort of power, the sort of power that the president of the United States has. And, you know, back to those numbers, his unfavorable rating among women, 73 percent unfavorable. And that's that's not only super high, that's up 14 percent in the last few months and even among Republican women. He's got 39 percent unfavorable. That's up 10 percent since December. I mean, if if I'm if I'm a Republican. I'm surprised that number is that 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 low, actually. Well, it's probably going to get higher. You know, I mean, yeah. there's there was an article this week uh, calling Donald Trump a zombie candidate um, and that he's horribly damaged, but maybe is just alive enough to stagger through to the general election where he will essentially not only lose. And I think. I think if he's the nominee, he gets wiped out like no presidential nominee since Michael Dukakis. Yeah, over a quarter of a century ago. I mean, I think that you know it's not going to be like a it's not going to be like a Goldwater type thing where you know we're talking Hillary Clinton's not going to get five hundred some electoral votes. That's just not the the modern world. But I think Donald Trump struggles to get even two hundred electoral votes. I mean, well,
1: I mean, let me pick up on the Goldwater thing because one, I I like Goldwater. Um but but I think that the the uh, the analogy is is inapt for a couple reasons in that Goldwater was uh, campaigning on ideas uh, you know he he himself wasn't necessarily a a magnetic um, uh, charismatic figure uh he he was he you know he was the messenger for a a a philosophy, a group of ideas, and if it was Goldwater or if it was someone else. Um the, the point wasn't the messenger, the point was the message, uh, and also, if you look at historically, that was a, a funny election for Republicans, and that there was no way they would ever win uh, and, and there was a certain sense to making an ideological statement uh, as opposed to just running someone who was was you know not going to make any kind of ideological statement and losing but But Trump is almost the the antithesis of Goldwater in that there's no philosophy.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm there's, gonna there's disagree no with policy. You on that. Positions. There's okay.
1: no it's just, it's all just a in fact it's it's the it's sort of the the plan is um his, part of his appeal and you sort of hit on this is uh look I'm not talking about those, you know, fancy policy positions and these these Washington insiders with uh, you know uh, it's it's just – I'm going to make this up as I go along.
0: Well, see, I'm going I'm to agree and disagree. I absolutely agree about that making up is go, going along. I mean how could I not agree with that? But I really think he is campaigning based on a very powerful idea. It's not an ideology, but it's a very powerful idea or, or may, maybe even two ideas, the, the primary one being that uh, – Politics as usual has failed you, the middle and, and lower class. politics classes. of
1: failure has failed. Let's yeah, you know, make them work again.
0: Uh, well, th- I mean, I think that's a very powerful message that's resonating with people saying that essentially politicians have led us down this road to ruin and we need a non-politician. And that that ties into his second big idea is that the country should be run like a business, like a deal-making enterprise on a vast scale. Now, you and I know how colossally wrong headed that is. But to a lot of people that makes that makes sense. So you're absolutely right. He doesn't have a consistent ideology, but I think he's absolutely a candidate of a couple of big ideas that are really that that really resonate strongly with, I would say, you know, thirty to forty percent of well probably a general electorate.
1: Um all right. I will give you some of that. But again, I think it's I think it's less ideas and more just a uh, emotion of, of sort of class resentment.
0: Let me see what you're saying okay maybe you I, know what I'm saying and, yeah, and again yeah.
1: it's it's uh, uh not like here's a plan of here's how we ought to run the federal government I mean Goldwater was very much about here are the limitations of of federal power and and you know that sort of thing uh trump's message is you're getting screwed by the man uh and and I'm gonna fix it yeah well, I think and it, it's 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 sort of an it's almost an anti uh, ideology um and I know we sort of wandered.
0: Kind of far from the question. Well, that, that's OK. I mean, getting back but, to the question, though, I think, you know, I think definitely Trump will bring out more people, uh, you know, pro-Trump voters, people who are excited by his whatever approach, ideas and so forth. But as I think you pointed out, and as I believe, I think that effect's going to be swamped by all the people who come out in opposition to Donald Trump. So in the end, I think he's going to, if he is the nominee, and I hope he isn't the nominee, because even though I'm not a Republican, I have respect for the ideals and the beliefs of the Republican Party. And I hate to see that, I hate to see this character hijack the party uh, and, and take it down this road, even though in the short term, it would be very good for, you know, my Democrats. And that I think if he's the nominee, he not only loses big, but he Loses the he loses the Republicans to Senate and uh, you know th- does he lose the Republicans to House? That's a little more of a stretch, but I wouldn't entirely surprise me. So he's just a walking disaster, and uh, I I don't see any way that he ends up winning in a general election.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Right. Yep.
0: Well, I think that about answers uh, Jeff's question
1: there. So, uh, and uh, although although I should put the caveat that it, with all things Trump, yes, you and I. As well as the rest of everybody else uh-huh. who, who is supposed to yep. know stuff and understand stuff has been wrong. Good point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we so- should
1: we should we should say that that, that we ap- absolutely uh, he would never win a general election uh, unless we're wrong.
0: Right. Exactly. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I was saying he will never be the nominee, and I don't know if he will be. But Jesus, uh, you know. So yeah, Trump is certainly a unique individual, and who knows? Uh, we certainly hope that that won't be the case. I think it's fair to say. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Ask the Politics Guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions for future episodes or just any thoughts, comments, or criticisms, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is politicsguys at gmail.com. Our Facebook page, where Jay and I post and comment on news articles throughout the week and where you can join in, is facebook.com slash politicsguys page. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, we would really appreciate it if you could take just a minute to rate the show and write a quick review. And if you like what we're doing and you want us to be able to keep on doing it, a donation of even a dollar or two, the price of two handheld stainless steel acupressure scalp massagers would really help. You'll find donation links on our site, politicsguys.com. Ask the Politics Guys, we'll be taking a one-week break. We record our shows on weekends, and next weekend I'll be away in Chicago for a political science conference. But we will be back with a new episode on Wednesday, April 20th. We hope you'll join us.